0: Hey, Sandy. Hey, Rob. What's that you're reading? Oh, this? It's the new book by award-winning real estate investor, Quentin D'Souza, The Property Management Toolbox. It has all of the tools and systems for starting out as a new landlord and all of the resources to create less stress while expanding your rental portfolio. It is awesome. Wow, that sounds amazing. Where can I get one? Just go to www. TheOntarioLandlordToolbox.com
1: The Property Management Toolbox A How-To Guide for Ontario Real Estate Investors and Landlords I'm going to order my copy right now. Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast Episode 7
0: And welcome once again to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We put this show together to inspire you and help you live the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. My name is Rob Brake, and here with me again is Sandy McKay, bringing his A-game, as always. How are you, Sandy?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that one. I'm definitely going to try and bring my A-game. And we well, already
0: did. The interview is <laughs> done.
1: That's true. That's true, and and definitely uh, our guest definitely brought his A game in this interview. So, uh, you know that's going to be awesome. That's coming your way in just a few. Uh, well, just a minute or so. Um, first of all, let's uh, let's talk about these freedom activators and how how they're going to help our listeners. Um, and that's I'm referring to a report that we're giving away on our website, BreakthroughRAIPodcast.ca. Uh, it's called the Seven freedom activators you can trigger in your property starting right now. And uh, that's a report that's uh, totally free. All you have to do is subscribe on the site there and uh, throw in your email and we'll give it to you. And, you know, as well as you're going to actually get updates every time we release one of these podcasts. So you won't miss a show and you'll get that free report. So I want to encourage everyone to go grab that on uh, breakthroughrea.podcast.ca
0: Yes, and go over to iTunes and leave a comment or a question or a review and uh, click the subscribe button while you're there so that you can get every new episode as we release them. And I know I say that on every episode, at least so far. And the reason why we ask you to do that is because there are very few ways for – Sandy and I or our podcast to advertise and get the word out about the show and I just heard this on another podcast uh Sandy about how uh, recently iTunes did a study and found that actually six out of ten people still don't even know what a podcast is and I know I was talking to my sister the other day and she didn't know either so which is kind of funny but um so definitely the best place for us to get the word out about the show is to people who already listen to podcasts. So on iTunes, they use a combination of um to determine the ranking of the show by how many subscribers that you have to the show, also how many downloads you have, and how many reviews the show has. So in order for us to get seen – uh, in the rankings, in order uh, for to make the show visible to other people that we are aiming to help with the show, um, we're asking that you just take a minute and go over and subscribe and leave a five star rating if you like the show. If you don't, then leave a four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and leave a review if you you know if you can take a couple of minutes to do that. And especially if you already get the show through iTunes, it's so easy to just rate the show right there. You're already logged in. You, you don't have to do anything special other than just uh, click on the rating that you would like to give it. And, you know, we really love creating these shows. And I know we've learned a lot from all of our guests. So um if you've enjoyed them like we have, uh, just please go over and we're not asking for any money. Just take a couple of seconds to go over and just click that and you will have our everlasting gratitude.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Well said. And it's really about helping us help you too, right? I mean, the more we can uh, get this out there, the more uh, more we'll be able to bring you really value-packed content and uh, bring on some really amazing guests. And, uh, you know, if you have any comments or questions or anything, feel free to ask them as well, Um, either through iTunes or on the the website, BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. I can add a question or a comment below one of the episodes there, too. And just, you know, we're happy to address any questions you got on the show. So, you know, help us help you.
0: And one of the things I did want to mention, too, is when you go on to BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca, You have to, uh, if you want to leave a comment, you have to actually click on the title of the, of that episode and it will take you to another page where you can leave your comment. Right. on. Uh, So you have to do that before you can leave a comment in there. Right on. Yeah.
1: Perfect. All right. So, uh, is that it? We're going to get into this interview or what?
0: Yeah, that sounds good.
1: (laughs) All right. So with us today, just coming your way in a few seconds is Gary Hibbert. And, uh, Gary's got a great story and a lot of awesome stuff to share with you. Uh, He's going to inspire you to stop simply living for the weekend. Uh, He's going to talk to you about why bees, white paint, and black roofs just do not mix together. And that's a funny little story he's got for us. He's also going to share with us how he was able to use innovative thinking to create a win-win situation. And help a struggling homeowner get back on their feet. And uh, you know, if you're gonna hang around for one thing, hang around for that story because it's really awesome and inspirational. And uh I just really loved uh his thinking on that, on that story. And finally he's gonna share with you how to become an investor and not a landlord.
0: Exactly. He really brought a lot of knowledge and I learned a lot from this interview. So um, well, here it is. Our interview with Gary Hibbert. Hey Gary, how are you today?
2: I'm good. How are you guys doing?
0: Are oh, great. Awesome, yeah.
2: Thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I think what uh, what you guys are doing is uh, is a great thing.
1: Awesome. So uh, first and foremost, uh, Gary, I put together a little introduction here to let the listeners know what you're all about. And uh, so yeah, Gary is someone who I've known for think about two years now, and is definitely a really savvy investor and also uh, now a realtor focusing most of his efforts on on rent-to-owns, and he is the author of the book entitled Smart Guide to Real Estate, Step-by-Step Rent-to-Own Investor's Edition. Uh, He is one of the founders of Smart Home Choice, which is a real estate investment company based here in the greater Toronto area. And offering a full-service approach to real estate investing. And in less than three years, Gary and his team have brokered nearly 25 million in residential real estate, and personally acquired over five million in real estate investments. So uh, he's got a whole whack of of wisdom to pour on us here today. And awesome. uh, yeah, we're ready to get going with it. Anything else to, to add in there, Gary? Before
2: we um, get going. No, you know what? That was a great intro. I appreciate that. And uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get started.
0: Cool. Okay, Gary, um, how did you get started in real estate investing?
2: Yeah, so you know what? I, I got started uh, in, in, in real estate investing about seven years ago. Um, I used to work at a, a major financial institution uh, as an IT manager, um, which is completely different from what I'm doing today. Uh, so, I mean, you know what, I all, although I was making good income, um, you know, I was still living paycheck to paycheck and, uh, and, and essentially I wasn't in control of my own life. You know, so I had to be somewhere um, that somebody else wanted me to be every morning, essentially no matter what. And, uh, and, and there was three things that kind of really pushed me over the edge. Uh, number one, um, you know, I just had enough conversations about a water cooler, about how to make money with people in the same boat as me. Uh, number two, I just had enough sitting in my car in traffic for you know hours, wasting uh, you know my time, and then finally, I just had enough with wishing my uh, precious time away. You know, I can't wait until Friday, or I can't wait until I retire, and uh, and essentially, my opinion at that time just was not the best way to live. Um, so there was two main things I would say that kind of dawned on me, um, you know, when I had a lot of this, uh, you know, these things that were pushing me over the edge, and and, and one was. If, if the average inflation was increasing each year by, say, approximately 3%, um, you know, and that doesn't sound like a lot, but if your yearly increase at work is, let say, only 1%, in many cases less, it's a game not designed for you to win. And then number two, what I realized was that after owning my own home for about 15 years, um, every five years or so, uh, when my mortgage came up for renewal, I was reconsolidating all my debts into my mortgage. So after doing this about three times, I had my... You know, huge haha moment. You know, what if I had several investment properties appreciating and somebody paying down my mortgage? You know, I'd be way ahead of the game. And that's when I knew that I had to change my active income, which wasn't going to make me rich, um, to invest in my time and my money wisely.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what I'm aiming to do as well. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all are. Um, so, Sandy had mentioned a little bit earlier that uh, you focus mainly on rent-to-own. So, yep. um, could you explain to us the anatomy of rent-to-own and why you chose it as a strategy?
2: Yeah, sure. So, you know what? As much as I promote using the rent-to-own strategy, I also highly advise all investors to have buy and hold in their portfolio as well. Um, you know, rent-to-own is a great way to get starting in investing because, you know, generally the, the tenant's... Um, you know, they're moving in with a vested interest. Um, who's going to manage and care for the home as, you know, as if it was their own? So, so, so how does it work? Um, you know what, if, if you're familiar with leasing a car, it's very similar to this. Um, each month, the renters will pay a certain amount, um, you know, each month to live in the home. And then at the end of the term, it's, and it's usually a two to three year term, they can, uh, they can purchase a property from the seller at a predetermined amount that's set right at the beginning of the, uh, of the term. Now, prior to the tenant moving into the home, they pay an option fee, um, or, or you know some people will call it a down payment. It's usually 2 to 3% of the purchase price um, over the next few years. Um, and then they will need to build on that initial deposit to acquire the bank's required 5%. Now, in order for them to accomplish this, what we do is a portion of the rent, which we call the rent credits, that will go towards a down payment, which is accumulated um, on the initial deposit, uh, in which I you know, talked about earlier, the option fee, when the tenant first moves in. Now, you know, in many cases, the rent payments for rent-to-own homes are um, an amount that's usually a bit higher than what the market rent price, with a portion of that money going towards the down payment of the home. Now, the tenant has an option to purchase a home, and and I, and I think this is important. It's not an obligation. So, if, if the tenant decides to walk away from the home after the term is up, they you know essentially do have the right to do so. However, if they do that, they will forfeit any of the deposit that they put down and any of the rent credits that were saved um, over the uh, over the term. Now, for for many families that are tired of uh, of renting and you know looking to get into home ownership, this is a great option for them. Um, you know, especially if they're having any difficulty saving for the full down payment required today or, you know, they've run into any, uh, essentially, credit issues or need some additional time to restore their credit. And then the owner of the property, um, as they generally will receive a higher than normal rent price. Um, they will have a tenant who's moving into the home that's responsible, um, and, and they generally will maintain the home, you know, such as cutting the lawn or the snow removals, as well as any, you know, minor repairs that do pop up. So. Um, you know that that's essentially how rent own works.
1: Yeah, it, there's a lot of benefits to it too. Is is uh, was it the cash flow that really brought you into it, or why did you? What was it that really drew you to rent owns?
2: Yeah, you know what? I, I think what it was that uh, that, that brought me into the rent-owned strategy was, you know, when I first started out into the real estate investing game, you know, I, I had a full-time job. And and I kind of joke about this. I also had a full-time wife and a full-time kid. Full-time kid. So, um, you know, essentially I had a very busy schedule. Um, and what, But what I liked as well, though, was the concept of buying a beautiful home in a beautiful neighborhood. So it was a, a, like a hands-off approach. You know, putting somebody into the property that was going to look after it, um, you know, for me. So I was drawn to this concept of trying to help families who fell, you know, onto some hard times. And, and I think the thing to understand here is that, um, you know, we're, we're looking for families who, um, you, you know, they, they had a bit of a bump in the road. Um, it wasn't somebody who you know had a bad track record where they just never paid anybody back. This is maybe somebody you know who went through a divorce, they had some credit issues, and just trying to kind of get back up on their feet. Um, and, and what I also liked about it was that I was creating a win-win scenario, so creating cash flow for myself, and then helping a family into home ownership over the course of the uh, the next few years.
1: Cool. Um, and so now you guys focus on. Uh, am I right in saying you guys focus on tenant first as the strategy?
2: Yeah, you Sorry. know what? When we first started, we actually, we, we were doing tenant first and, and we were also doing property first. And I guess what I'll do is I'll, I'll kind of explain the difference between um, the, the two.
1: Yeah, that'd be great.
2: Yeah, yeah sure. So, so, so a tenant first strategy um, is probably the easiest of the two strategies. Um, the, the tenant first is a, a tenant. Um, you know, they've been pre-qualified and they've now gone out with a real estate agent to find their new home. Um, an investor will purchase that property for the tenant. And then the great thing with this strategy is there is um, there's no vacancy period. And also because they've selected the property, there is a vested interest in that home. Um, now the property first, um, and then this strategy is now going out with an agent um, to find the home. And then this is for the investor. And then now advertising your property to fill that home with the rent-to-own tenant. Um, this strategy takes a bit more planning and understanding, obviously, of the process. And, and, and interestingly enough, though, when I first started, this is the strategy that I focused on, was the, the property-first strategy. Now, I'm not going to lie about this. This is probably the most difficult way to fill a home. However, this strategy, you know, what it really did was it built my confidence. Um, it, it gives you a good understanding of how to screen tenants and, uh, and also how to fill your home and and also the the importance of advertising, um, and and like you mentioned earlier at the at the start of the program, you know I did recently publish a book on the property first strategy, and it's really a step by step process um, on on how to do this from beginning to end. And I truly believe if it's uh, if it's done correctly, uh, and and the right home is selected, anybody can do this. It's just a matter of just you know following that blueprint.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for the property first, what did you find? Was the hard part about filling the uh, the home? Was it was it finding a good tenant for it, or was it just finding the right match? Like how long how long I guess would it have taken sometimes sometimes to find? Yeah, it? so so That's when
2: something. we were doing it, on, on average, it was taking anywhere from three to six weeks, and 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 I think the difficult thing in the beginning was you know. When when these tenants are coming to the property, essentially, you know, you're one. You're asking for a higher than normal rent payment, and then also you're also looking for, you know, a down payment. um, Generally, you know, five thousand and up. So, you know, that that can be uh, a a bit to 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 ask a tenant, you know, to to kind of put down um, at, at the beginning. So, so so that made it a bit difficult. But again, you know, following that process, and that's essentially what I did was, you know, I wrote that book because. Understanding the difficulties in it was really just kind of mapping out the, the roadmap to ensure that you know what to say and, and how to um, you know, explain the process to those tenants.
0: See, if you're doing the property first, I, is, I, I would imagine it's safe to assume that you're probably purchasing that property because you're getting a better deal on it than you than you would if you were just letting the tenant go ahead and pick whichever house that they wanted to live in but and and so i would imagine you would end up making more money with it but yeah like you said a lot more difficult to actually find someone interested in that specific house instead of them having more of a choice of where they want to live
2: it, it, exactly right and um and yeah so and that's why i think the tenant first is, is a great strategy because they've now have a vested interest in that home um but you know with with the with the, the, the property first um the the nice thing with it is you know you selected the home you know it's a nice home and and sometimes what you can do is you can you know bump up the uh, the the starting price of of where that uh, that home is gonna start at and where it's gonna end at so you can build in a a little bit more profits in it
1: right on so basically both of them can work I think it's just making sure you have the right systems and 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 a process in place right and a and a method that you use to to make it work right as long as you do that and uh, and obviously, put the effort in, it's, it's gonna probably work out.
2: Um, yeah, and, and, and you know what? And, and the first, uh, we probably did the first 15 homes using the rent to own strategy, and uh, there wasn't a home that we did not fill. Um, I think the longest it took for us to fill a property was about two months. Um, and, and the reason why it did was just, you know, there was an investor that we were helping out, and they, you know, ended up purchasing a property that didn't really fit the model. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was in the south end of Oshawa. So it, it took a little bit longer. It, w- it wasn't, you know, the, that beautiful home, beautiful neighborhood. But again, you know, following the process, understanding how to do it, 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 it can work with, uh, you know, with almost any home. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So where do you find your tenants? And so I, I would imagine, do they contact you or do you seek the, them out? And uh, how, how do you go about qualifying them?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, where we're finding the tenants, we're we're actually advertising, you know, online. Um, you know, it can be, and believe it or not, you know, Kijiji and, and, and Craigslist, those are still great places to advertise, but we're also advertising in, you know, other online venues as well, too. All right.
0: And then and, so... And, and
2: sorry, yeah, sorry, and what was the second part of that question?
0: Well, I was just kind of wondering how do you qualify them because that must be quite a process, right? Like I would say generally the people interested in the rent to own are the ones that like, I I believe you mentioned, you know, they more than likely have uh, some kind of maybe a credit problem or some other reason why they can't qualify in uh, with a, with a traditional bank.
2: Yeah. So, so how we're qualifying them is, you know, what we're looking for is a couple of different things. So one, we want to make sure that they've got a, uh, um, an income of at least 70000 or, or higher. That, that, that's number one. Uh, number two, um, you know, we're also taking a look at their credit. And like I mentioned earlier, we want to make sure that, you know, it's, it's a bit of a bump in the road that they experience. And sometimes these bumps could be, um, you know, somebody's lost a job. You know, they, they're just kind of getting back up on their feet. And uh, you know they maybe were a, a previous homeowner before, um, and 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 those I'd say are probably the, the, the two main things on on how we're actually qualifying the tenants. And then once we do that, then we do the credit check, right? And the credit check is key, um, you know, because th- that really kind of paints that picture. You know, is this somebody that's uh, never paying going to pay you back, or again, is it that
0: bump? Right. So the credit check will show you that. More or less, they've just come into this uh, little problem recently, and you know before that it was good, and that's kind of what you're looking for. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay,
2: great. And and, and and by following in that process, and one of the things that uh, that you know because we've done such a good job on the screening, um, you know, we've done over 35 rent-to-own homes now. We haven't, and I, I'm going to knock on wood here, is that we haven't actually had to evict any of our, our rent-to-own tenants. So, we, so we've done a really good job in, 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 in doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. And how many have you had walk away from the deal? Um, so, so far to date, we've had
2: four families walk away from the deal.
0: Well, that's pretty good yeah that's but really then good. you get to throw it right back up there and fill it with somebody else, and that's all, also good
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and um and and that's the thing right because you know rent to own is a great strategy um, but but sometimes you know it, it does get a bit of um, you know some some bad press and I think the bad press comes from where um you know you, you're putting in a tenant into a rent own strategy where you know they've got a down payment great you know they're putting down maybe eight or nine thousand dollars but um, th- their income doesn't support the rent payments. So now, you know, they may have an income of only, say, thirty or 40000 and, you know, what, in two or three months, they, they just can't keep up with it and they, they lose their deposit and they've got to move out. So it's understanding, you know, what their income is and then qualifying them today at a future price, right? So a lot of the times where they'll say, well, you know what, I've, I've gone to the bank and the bank says, you know what, I'm, I'm up for three fifty. But why you guys only qualify me for 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 two ninety? And it's because you know we need to ensure that when we appreciate that home, um, you're going to be able to qualify for that mortgage um, in, in the next two or three years. So, so that's a key uh, key point to uh, to to, to, to ensuring that you're doing it properly.
1: Uh, what do you usually? Do you have a number that you use uh, for the appreciation, or w- what uh, amount do you go up by over like a year to year basis? Typically,
2: yeah. So, what we when we first started, we, we were using five percent, um, but but now um, you know we've actually kind of scaled it back and, and we're using a four percent right now, and and we find that works quite well. So a- anywhere in between four and five, sometimes what uh, what we'll do is we'll use a combination of a, like a four five three. So, it's sort of different ways of doing it, but but we really don't like going any higher than five. You know, I've, I've seen some people do six or seven, but I, th- I think you start getting a little, it starts getting a little bit too expensive. And and the thing mm-hmm. too is that you know d- just because a family doesn't have great credit, it, d- it doesn't mean that they're they're stupid either, <laughs> right? So yeah. so 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 they understand appreciation. They understand that. Well, hold on a second. There's there's third year bio price. Just doesn't even make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. So. So you know what by appreciating it at four or five percent um, you know it, it, it's still good appreciation, and uh, you know the 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 investor walks away you know at, at the end if the tenant buys a home with uh, with with some 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 good cash in their pocket and and then you you, you turn around and you actually help a family get back into home ownership so I think it's just you know really trying to create that win win scenario
0: and when the tenant is ready to buy, have you ever had the bank come in and appraise the property under what? What the uh, buyout is at this point in
2: time? No, you know we've been very, fortunate fortunate um, with with all the homes that that, that have closed. You know, we, we haven't had any issues um, with that at all.
1: Yeah, and
0: that and all it, comes to not not having that ridiculous uh, appreciation built into it, right?
2: Exactly, exactly. And and one of the things that we did as well too, um, you know, because you know we do quite a few rent owned deals, is we, we actually went to. Bank, you know, and we kind of did it at the high level of saying, hey, listen, this is what we're doing. Um, you know, what do you need to see from us so that we can, you know, complete these deals? So it's not like you can just kind of walk into TD Bank and say, hey, listen, I got a rent to own uh, deal. I'm trying to, you know, close on this home here. So, you know, there there, there is some, um, you know, so some things that we'd set in place to, to ensure that, you know, at the end um, that, uh, you know, that it would, you know, um, complete successfully.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, so you've mentioned before that the rent owns. Typically, the tenants are a little more um, willing to uh, keep you know keep the property in good shape and do maybe some of their own repairs and stuff themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, having said that, do you manage your own? Maybe talk about the rent owns and also maybe your buying holds. Do you manage your own properties or do you hire out? Uh, property manager or someone else to do that?
2: Yeah, you know what? At this point in time, I'm actually uh, managing all of my properties, and and, and I get this I get, I get this question asked all the time, um, you know, like wow, you must be incredibly busy managing your homes, and uh, and, and believe it or not, I'm not. Um, you know, th- th- there are things obviously that do pop up from time to time, you know, such as late payments or things that need to get fixed, but you know, because I've stuck to the uh, you know, beautiful homes, beautiful neighborhoods concept, I've been able to attract, you know, the right type of tenants for my homes. And uh, and, and essentially, I'm attracting higher income earners, you know, who want to live in a nice neighborhood to raise their kids. And and from my experiences, um, you know, these families generally don't know the landlord and tenant board rules uh, and, and laws inside out. and So they're not really trying to take advantage of the landlord. So so because of that, I've, I've had, um, you know, r- really good success with it. You know, and so. even if
0: they did, a lot of people. Um, I mean, I know even way back when I was renting, I, <laughs> I just took care of the place like it was my own, just because that's the way I was brought up. I always just thought that's what you did. So, I mean, especially if these people are planning on buying the place, but they so they would probably you know want to do that. But what I was wanted to ask you is, um, <clears throat> so where is the line drawn? As far as what the tenant's responsible for, and then uh, what you would be responsible for in repairs and upkeep
2: yeah so so right now what we uh, what we're doing is so for any of our rent owned tenants when they move into the properties, they are responsible for the first five hundred dollars of any issues that uh, that that do happen in the home now I, again, because um, you know we, one of the things that we um, that we do when we 're selecting our homes we like to keep it. You know, under the 15-year mark, and, uh, and because what we're looking for is we want to make sure that the roof, the windows, and the furnace are, are in good condition. Now, you know, if we get to that 15-year mark, um, you know, you, you know the, the roof at that point in time may need to be repaired. So now we're taking a look at, okay, well, does the roof need to be repaired and, 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 and has it? And, and what do the windows look like? Are they vinyl? Or, you know, are they, are they wood and, and how much uh, upkeep is required for that? So, so that's why we try to really kind of, you know, ensure those three big ticket items are, um, are, are good. Um, so, again, yeah, so they are responsible for the first $500 or any issues. Um, because they, you know, have that option of purchasing that home at the end, they generally will, will, will look after the property. I mean, I'll give you a quick, uh, quick story. Is, um, I, I had a, a rent-to-own property, and this is like in the middle of the winter, and um, I, I didn't even know this happened until about three days later. And then my tenant called me up and he go, hey, listen, I just want to let you know, you know, the furnace broke down. But, but don't worry. You know, I got enbridge. They came in. Um, they, they fixed it. It was an issue with the fan. It, you know, it, it costs, you know, $350 to fix. Now, because I didn't get that call at midnight and, and they went ahead and they, and they fixed it. Um, just to keep a good relationship with them, even though they're responsible for the first five hundred dollars, you know what? I, I gave them, you know, one hundred and fifty just to say, hey, listen, thanks, I, I appreciate that, and kept a really good relationship with with, with my tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but but do keep in mind, even though you know we do have it stated in the agreements that you know they're responsible for the five, first five hundred dollars of any issues, um, you know, essentially you you are um, the the owner of that property, and you know you are responsible for everything, but. But I find that, um, you know, with, with the rent-owned tenants, again, they, they don't understand the laws uh, inside out of, of the Landlord and Tenant Board. And because, you know, they sincerely do want to own this home, they, they generally take on these small, small responsibilities on their own. So, um, you know, they'll, they'll um, you know, manage the property. I've, I've had uh, tenants finish the basement, you know, making sure that they've got, uh, you know, somebody who's licensed to come in and do that. I've, I've had tenants... You know, put the fences up in the backyard. So, so it's just a nice way of actually, you know, getting into real estate uh, in, in the beginning.
0: If uh, if I had the option to pay one hundred and fifty dollars after the fact of them <laughs> getting the getting the furnace fixed or getting that call, like you said, in the middle of the night. I would take given hundred and fifty dollars after the fact every single time.
2: Oh, for sure, totally. oh, for yeah. sure, absolutely. And and I think the key thing though too is is is, is having that good relationship with your tenants. Um, you know, w- w- one of the things that I'll do is you know at at, uh, at the end of the year at Christmas time, I, I essentially go to every single one of my properties, and um, you know I'll I'll collect the rent checks sorry rent checks for the year or for the upcoming year. And then I'll give them, you know, like a hundred dollar gift card. Uh, you know, so I so I kind of know, you know, just from conversation what they like. You know, so some of you might like, you know, hey, I'm always shopping at Home Depot. So I'll get a Home Depot card or, you know, I let, you know, I know they'd like the keg. So I'll get them a keg card. But I'm, I'm always giving them a really nice gift at the end of the year. You know, sometimes maybe even better than what some of their family members are giving them. It's because, you know, they're paying my mortgage down. You know, my home's appreciating and I'm just I'm not getting those phone calls. Um, you know to to have to deal with those issues, especially when i 'm managing my own properties right so that that definitely helps
0: mm-hmm. awesome
1: yeah, I love that i love that uh the gift idea is great we we 've been doing that too and it, it the tenants really i think they do appreciate it and and it just sets the right tone for the next year right gets them on the right page gets them gets that um uh that yeah, it just basically sets them up for, for a great year and they're going to keep better care of your property.
2: Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Right? And, and then, you know, they don't want to screw you either, right? Yeah. Because, you know, wow, I got a, I got a great landlord. And, you know, the guy's giving me gifts every single year. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, and I remember there was this one tent that I had. And uh, so he was late with his, um, with his rent at Christmas time. Actually, it was November and December. And December, he didn't even pay me yet. Um, but I still gave him a hundred dollar gift card. And, uh, and, and what, what had happened was he lost his job. And then when January came around, um, you know, because we were about to go now to the landlord and tenant board, right, to, to kind of resolve the issue. He uh, he just vacated, you know. And uh, so now I didn't have to you know, worry about you know, another two months of him not paying rent. He's like, yeah, listen, I don't want to screw this guy. And, and, he, and he said, listen, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I got to leave. You know, I just can't afford it.
1: Mm -hmm. it's uh it's like the reciprocation right so if you're giving enough then they're gonna want to give back or if if they can't they're gonna help you out in some way right
2: exactly exactly
1: um so what areas do you focus on you've talked about uh you know great areas and stuff like that how do you decide what a great area looks like
2: um yeah, I mean, so, so where am I focusing right now? Um, in, in, you know, in the GTA and the surrounding areas. Um, you know, I do have properties up in Barrie. Um, I've got one out in Kitchener. I actually tried that out uh, earlier, uh, earlier this year. Um, but, but I am doing a lot of my investing in the Durham region. And I think part of it is because, you know, I've lived here for, for, for over 30 years. So I, so I know the area very well. Um, you know, the Durham region has got some of the lowest vacancy rates around. And, um, and, and some of my personal preferences, is, uh, you know, over the last couple of years has been out in Curtis and Bowmanville. And, and I think part of the reason why I like those areas is, and it's probably just because I used to live in Curtis for a few years. So, so when I saw the early expansion of these areas, you know, I, I jumped in quick, you know, and, and especially when I saw Walmart set up shop in Bowmanville, um, you know, I, then I really started to buy as much as I could out in that area. Um, you know, and, and I think one of the reasons is I, I don't have a research and development department like walmart does so you know they're they're in this game not to lose so if they're setting up shop in in bowmanville um you know they, they've done their research and they've done their um their analysis and, and knowing that yeah this is going to be a good area so um I, I figured that you know it'd be that those are great areas to kind of jump into and 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 i'm getting the you know the cash flow out there you know i've got properties out there that uh you know where i'm getting rents of um as, as low as 17 and as high as you know two thousand dollars a month in one single family home so um... you know we are getting a good rent out there um... you know it, it is a bit of a bedroom community but uh, but a lot of people like that area and and also you know you got the Darlington nuclear plant out there and there's a um... i think there's a big refurbishing going on so, mm-hmm. so that's actually bringing in a lot of uh... Um, of um... Uh, work to that area
1: yeah i think that's set for the next i think it's going to go for 12 years or so, I think, yeah,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, like 12, 15 years. So, yeah. um, so, so, so I like it. And then the other thing too is there's, there's a lot of things happening, right? But infrastructure wise where, you know, you got the 407 going out there essentially, well, eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then also, uh, you know, the expansion of the, uh, of the, of the go train.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, and you know, the price point has a little bit to do with the rate too. Is, is, um, is there a number that you like to keep like a an initial purchase price that you'd like to keep your, uh, keep it under, or is there is there anything there? Is there flexibility there with that price? In yeah, the, in the beginning.
2: Yeah, so so I, I'm keeping it in the starter um, starter home range, and, and anywhere from, from 250 two um, fifty to as high as three twenty. I, I find the sweet spots in around that two seventy to two ninety mark, mm-hmm. but uh, but but we have gone up to three twenty. And and that would generally be if it's like a like a tenant first deal um, that we'd go that high, but uh, but generally the the sweet spot's at two seventy two ninety mark right now.
1: Right. So starter homes is the key word, I think. There, right?
2: Exactly. Exactly. So anything from a townhouse to a semi to a fully detached home. Mm
0: -hmm. So, uh, well, I have two questions. So, um, so you mentioned where you like to buy, but. How do you find the deals out there or where do you get them?
2: Um, Are are we talking about um, like the the rent to own deals or?
0: Yeah. So is the person just picking them off the MLS or do you have other people that are offering you properties or how, how does that work?
2: yeah so um so, so what generally happens is we'll, we'll get um, you know so we're doing advertising online, and we also have some connections with uh, with some mortgage uh, mortgage agents. So what they'll do is um, if they send them over to us, great, uh, or if we're, um, if we're actually getting them from our own advertising, we, we, we qualify them. Then once they're qualified, um, either myself or, or my partner Don or, or one of the other agents that are that uh, that have recently started working with us will actually take them out. Um, to select the home that uh, that they're interested in. Now you know there are some criteria that we're looking at. You know we want to make sure that it's starter family home. Um, we want to ensure that uh, you know there's three bedrooms, a minimum of, of two bathrooms, and um, you know it, it, and it's a nice home, right? So you know we stay away from rural properties. We're staying away from um, you know properties that may have um, uh, that's oil heated or baseboard heated. Um, you know, and and I think part of the reason why, as like I said earlier, is um, you know it is an option for them to purchase a home. It's not an obligation. So if they decide to to leave that uh, leave leave their home, um, you want to make sure that you're going to be able to rent that property out again, um, or if you need to you know uh, have an exit strategy of, of of selling.
0: Okay, so you were getting them off MLS for the most part, though.
2: Uh, yeah yeah we are getting them off m l s and and in some cases um you know the, there are families that own their home and they uh they 've come into some credit issues and i 'll give you an example is um it was a client just just recently um you know she had a property she she lived out in bonville it, it was a beautiful home that she had and she and she put herself into a uh, consumer proposal and When she was in the consumer proposal, before she got into the consumer proposal, she was told that yeah, don't worry about it. Um, You know, it's it's not going to be an issue, or it's not going to affect your mortgage. Um, But what ended up happening was, you know, four years later, her mortgage came up for renewal, and uh, the bank said, "Well, sorry, you know what? We're not renewing your mortgage. You're in this consumer proposal," and uh, essentially, she was going to lose her home that she was uh, that she was in for 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 close to ten years and, and, and put a lot of her hard earned money into. So she was, uh, she was able to find us um, and, and what we did was um, we, we were able to actually step in um, one of our investors, purchased that property, um, and then, um, you know, allowed her some time now to get out of that consumer proposal so that she can then turn around and, and, and you know, purchase that property um, back off us in the next three years, right? And then what it also did as well too was um, her monthly payments, including her consolidated debt was, uh, I think it was like twenty four dollars $2,500 a month, um, and then doing the rent to own on her property, um, we were able to bring down all of her payments down to, um, it was like 19 1975 a month. So, she, she was able to breathe now. She's able to build up some credits and, uh, and, and be able to purchase that property in the next few years.
1: It's amazing. Yeah, th- those are the really cool stories, right? When you can actually, like that person, like you really helped that person out, just knowing how to do that. Um, is, you know, that's bringing a ton of value to someone's life, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and she found us, it was on a Wednesday, and, and essentially she had no mortgage left, and, and the banks were pretty much going to you know, kick her out of her home on the, on the Friday. Um, so we were able to, to kind of step in there quite quickly and, and, and uh, you know, put a purchase and sales agreement together in, in two days and, and put it on the, um, on, on the lawyer's desk and say, hey, listen, we, we've got somebody who's going to help, uh, help her out. Um, and and that just actually just completed about about a week ago. So 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 that was a, yeah that was definitely a feel good story for sure.
1: Awesome yeah.
0: And speaking of stories, you were telling us a little earlier a uh, story about uh, white paint all over your black roof. Do you want to <laughs> yeah. go into that again?
2: Oh wow okay yeah so so this is when we uh, this is when I first started out. And uh, and this is a property out in Curtis about three years ago, so so, so this was doing the um, the property first strategy. So so we were doing our open houses, and uh, you know we had quite a few families coming out, and there was one family that just absolutely loved the home, um, but uh, you know but she was a little bit picky with the home, and I, I get it, and that was fine, you know. So the home was beautiful, but um, the the windows, um, you know, they, they had the, uh, the the wood trim on the outside, so you know the paint was starting to peel. So I said, okay, no problem. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll ensure that the uh, you know the, the window trims are, are are painted for you. So um, this was like in the summer. So I said, okay, you know what? Let me go get some paint, and I and I jumped up on the roof, and and I was painting the um the the, the trim. Now we had actually just put a brand new roof um, on that property, like like spanking brand new. And so I'm up there, and, and I'm painting the, uh, the, the the white wood trims now. And there's, and I'm almost done now, and there's this bee's nest. So, this bee's nest, now, you know, they're, they're coming out because they're like, well, what's this guy doing up beside, you know, beside our, our, our nest here? So, I'm like, okay, I'm trying not to pay attention to these bees, and, and, but they just kept swarming me and swarming me, and I'm, I'm just on my last stroke. And, uh, and then, like, the whole gang of them come out. So, I step back, and as I step back, um, the, the can of paint <laughs> flies out, and, and it just splatters all over the roof. So I'm like, Wonderful. you got what's that? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, you you gotta be kidding me. So 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 I start so I start rubbing it, and as I'm rubbing the the paint, it's, like it's just getting worse. Like it's just rubbing it right into the roof. So so I jump down, down. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I get back up again, and now I start to kind of see if I can scrape it. But now I'm scraping off all the uh, all the shingles, right? Like you know, because like there's these little pebbles or whatever on it. So I'm like, what a disaster. So I said, okay, you know, let me go to Home Depot see what I can do. Get so, more actually white f- paint.
0: what's that? I said you should just go get more white paint, yeah. I was not, you know
2: what? And I was actually thinking maybe I should just paint the roof white, <laughs> but, but then I actually found this black spray paint. And uh, and it's actually, um, I don't know if they use it in, in stoves or whatever, but, it, but it's, it's, it's high temperature, um, you know, it, it's, 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 it's made for high temperature. So, I yeah. can't remember what the temperature amount was, but anyway, so I, I jumped back up on there, I sprayed it. Because obviously, you know, you're, you're worried about the, uh, the, the, the heat of the sun. And, uh, and, and, you know, when she came to uh, take a look, she was like, yeah, everything looks great. Yeah. And you know what? And you really couldn't tell. You know, I, I could kind of tell just because I knew the area. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, so that's what happened. And, I mean, you know, in the beginning, you know, you're always kind of doing everything yourself. So trying to save a buck here and there.
0: <laughs> Hopefully yeah. no, no uh, white paint spilling down out of the eaves. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so th- that was my little story. My little, uh, my little story there on that.
1: I think everyone's got a couple of those little ones at the start, right? <laughs> little stupid things that go wrong, and uh, but that's what it's all about, right? Failing a little bit, and uh, I mean that's kind of out of nowhere, but yeah, know, failing it, and stuff, and just moving on and doing it better next time.
2: Yeah, and 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 yeah, uh, and, and you're right with that, right? You know, one of the things is I, w- I would say. It, it, since I've been investing over the last seven years, I've probably made more mistakes in the last seven years than I made in the previous 33 years of my life. But I've, I've been more successful in the last seven years. So it just kind of goes to show that, yeah, you know what? You just got to get out there, take action and, uh, and not be scared to make those mistakes, right? And just, uh, and just do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right on. Um, so that being said, it like is now, and also you were talking about how you're liking Curtis and Bowmanville, and maybe how you're kind of jumping in somewhat, I guess, ahead of the, maybe we're expecting a bit of a crowd there soon, but is, is now the right time to get into this? Like when is the right time to invest? Do you, do you think about timing real estate at all? Or do you just, is now always the right time or what's your take on that?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely, now is the, the best time to get into it. And, you know, and, I get, and I get this question asked all the time, especially with beginning real estate investors. Um, you know, but uh, I'll say, yes, now is the, 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 a great time to get into real estate investing. And if you ask me the same question in 2015, my response is going to be exactly the same. Yes, now is the, the, the best time to get into real estate investing. Um, and, and I think what it comes down to is not really trying to time the market. You know, it's, it's really spending time in the market. You know, and being smart about it. You know, people, people are always going to need somewhere to live, you know, during good times or bad times. And, you know, the safest place, to, to me anyways, um, is, is to invest in, in, the, in the start of family homes. Um, the, the other reason why I think now is a great time to invest is, you know, the, the U.S. is in, in, in still a, a, a hot mess. And, and Canada's really tied very closely to the U.S., um, and, and, and the u s won 't be moving you know, their interest rates anytime soon, and, and and because of that neither will Canada, so you know what get get in while, while the money 's cheap you know and uh, but but I think the key thing though is if, if you 're going to do it, just make sure that you 're buying for cash flow right don't uh, don 't pick up a property that 's got negative
0: cash flow mm-hmm. yeah there 's always good deals out there, no matter what year it is, and it 's just the key, i guess is finding stuff that works for everyone and you yep. can always do that if you work hard enough.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: You're, uh, you are a very inspirational guy and I was just wanted to know if there's a quote or a piece of advice or info, uh, that's always stuck with you and how has it helped you? Um,
2: yeah, I mean, you know, there's a couple of different things, right? Um, so, so one, one of the things that's really helped me get to where I am now today um, is, is having a vision board. Um, and, and, and when you have that vision board, just be, be very clear, um, you know, with your goals. So, you know, I've got, I've got a vision board here in my office and, um, you know, I've got my personal goals written on there. And I've also got the, the, the goals that we want also for, for smart home choice. And, yeah. uh, and then I also put a month beside it as well, too. So I'm not as specific as the day, but, but I'll definitely put a month. And uh, so when I step into the office, I, I take I, – I'm always seeing that vision board because it's, it's right in front of me. And, um, and, and, and if I see something coming up soon, I'm like, okay, well, what have I done to get to that goal or where are we right now and, and, and why are we not uh, at, at that point yet? So, so a vision board is incredibly important. Um, you know, the other thing is you know, be, before you buy another car – um, you know, buy another investment property. So you let that investment property pay for your car. Um, you know, and invest, investigate, and always educate yourself, and uh, and get a mentor or, or you know join a real estate investment group. You know that um, that that's really uh, really important as well too. So don't 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 try and do this on your own. Um, you know, why not learn from other people that uh, that have done it before you, um, so you don't have to uh, go through those mistakes. And, uh, and, and take action, you know, don't be scared to, to, to make those mistakes. You know, like I said before, you know, I've made more mistakes in the, in the last seven years. And, uh, and, and I've been uh, probably the most successful in those last seven years. And if there's a quote that I could give you guys, um, I think one of my favorite ones, and it's from Jim Rohn, mm-hmm. is work hard on your job and you'll make a living and work hard on yourself on yourself, and you'll make a fortune.
1: Awesome. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's, it's,
2: it's one of my favorite ones. I've actually got it right here on my board. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah.
1: And that's just it. It's all about taking action. I mean, someone, uh, like someone maybe listening to this can hear the information and it's all awesome stuff. It's really important to know the strategies and the the process and the systems and everything. It's absolutely crucial. But at the same time, like, you got to do something with it, right? You have to take some action and get going and get started and be willing to fail. And, you know, it's all good because it's going to take you towards your, your goals and your dreams and everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely right. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, listen, I'm not saying, you know, to, to, you know going blindly. Yeah, do some, do some investigation, educate yourself, but you don't have to be a pro. Um, you know, j- just get, get as much information as you can and then take that action. And, yeah, you're going to make those mistakes, but, um, but, but that's part of life, right? Um, you know, just learn from it, get back up on your feet, and, and keep pushing forward.
1: Mm-hmm. So your company, Gary, uh, Smart Home Choice, offers uh, a few different things, I believe. they got a mem- membership program for beginning investors. Um, and, you know, you do your meetups and your seminar or your, um, you know, your meetings and things like that. Tell the listeners a little bit more about how that all works and what the membership's all about.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so, so there's, a, there's actually a, a number of different things that we're doing now. Uh, you know, it's a lot different from when we first started. But uh, one of the key things that we, that we focus on is mentoring and coaching for, uh, for beginning investors. Um, I, I think that's, uh, you know, very important. Um, we, we also do monthly mastermind events. And, and, and these events, we do them every month. Um, and, and what we do is we'll bring out experts in the industry to talk about um, anything from the landlord and, and, and tenant laws or motivational speakers or how to invest in RSPs, and, and a number of different uh, important topics when you're investing in real estate. Um, we, we do quarterly networking events. And, and I think you've been out to a, a couple of these, Sandy, and, uh, and and these are really good for, uh, you know, bringing like-minded individuals together, such as real estate agents or investors or mortgage agents or, um, you know, from um, any other kind of um, um, industry within real estate. Um, we, we also do some podcasts as well, too. We're, we're not doing them as frequently as you guys do. Um, and I think sometimes it's just, you know, you try and take on too many things, but we try to do them at least quarterly. Mm-hmm. Um, we also just recently launched, I'm not sure if you guys are seeing this, but, um, this was something that we had in our vision board as well, too, at the beginning of the year, which was the smart home choice reality TV. So, um, you know, we're really excited about that. Um, you know, we, we've done our, our second episode. Um, we, we, also have, um, you know, if you're a member, you get exclusive access to our tenant first deals. So, um, you, you know, being a real estate, uh, investor yourself, that there's lots of money out there, but sometimes to find the deals is, is, is difficult. So. Um, they, they get access to that. We do full-day workshops um, for our members, and, that, and that's absolutely free. Um, we also just recently introduced bi-monthly newsletters, so you actually get physical mail in your mailbox. Um, you know, we've got a members-only site. We do um, annual dinners for our members at the end of the year. And, and this is where we kind of hand out awards for, for any investors that have actually taken, uh, and taken action. And uh, and the newest thing that we're trying to do right now is to um, to launch a call-in day for our investors to share real estate updates and strategies and to uh, and to also answer any of our members' questions. So, so we're always trying to, to implement new things and, and, and kind of just step our game up and, to, and just ensure that uh, we're providing uh, essentially the best service for, for our members and the investors that are with us.
0: Yeah, I'm on your email list and I've seen all of the – you guys look like you have a blast when you go out.
1: that's 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 what i was gonna say too is that's what it's all about too it's like you know it's it's all good but you don't have to be so serious about investing and stuff all the time i know you guys like to have fun when you're out and your events are always a good time uh and that's a really important and uh cool thing about it too i think is uh you know being able to have fun with it and and enjoy the experience and meeting all these new people and you know that's that's a great thing
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, I mean, if your listeners are are, are interested, uh, they can definitely get more information um, at our website. We've got two for investors. One is um, uh, smarthomechoice.ca and then the other one is um, shcinvestor.ca. And and SHC is really the Smart Home Choice abbreviated. Mm -hmm. So shcinvestor.ca.
0: And what would be the best way for someone to get in touch? With, is that the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Do you have a Twitter?
2: You know what? Um, I, I don't mind giving my cell phone number. I, I pretty much give that to everybody. It's all over the, the internet. But, uh, yeah, if, they, if, if anybody wants to get a hold of me directly, um, they can call me on my cell phone number. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's 905-767-8818. And one Perfect. more thing. Where can they grab your book if they want to get that? Is that yeah, available so, on the Smart Home trades website? Yeah.
2: Or? Yeah, so they can get it from the uh the SHC website. And they can also go to I've got my own personal website, which is Gary Hibbert, um H I B B E R T dot C A. So they can get a copy there. And it's also on Amazon as well, too. So if you do a search on um Smart Guide to Real Estate, um that that'll uh that that'll bring my book up.
0: And the last thing is the uh T V uh channel that you were talking about, that's on YouTube, right? uh
2: yes that's correct
0: okay we've given everybody about a bazillion places to go so all of these uh all of these resources are going to be in the show notes so if you forget any of them just click on the info beside the uh, show and you'll be able to look it up there you don't have to remember it we'll put that all up there and you've given us a ton of great info and we really appreciate you coming on the show tonight
2: Oh no problem. I uh I, I enjoyed it and thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, and just one last thing, just I, I really want to encourage people to to do something. And if if nothing else, like get on your email list and just just see what's out there and start taking in some of the uh, the information slowly and uh, just get going because like we said before, it's all good to listen to this and get all the information, but you really got to do something with it. So, uh yeah, tons of resources there to Learn more with Gary and, uh, yeah, we really want to encourage people to, to do that and to take advantage of it.
2: Yep, for sure. Definitely. And, uh, and then that's one of the things, too, with our newsletter. We, we try to keep it fun, um, you know, and we try to keep personal stories in there as well, too, and, and just kind of share a bit of our lives. And, you know, sometimes you'll see some pictures of the kids in there as well, too. But it's just to show that, hey, listen, you know what, we're, we're just, uh, you know, we're normal people and just trying to, uh, uh, you know, to, 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 to do great things and, and, and to share ideas.
1: Awesome. Well, Rob, uh, this has been great, eh?
0: Oh, it was awesome. And we would love to have you back. Hopefully you'd be willing to come back another time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, uh, you know what, you've got my contact information now. But yeah, anytime, I'd I'd, I'd love to. I I enjoyed tonight's conversation. I thought it was good.
0: All right, let's uh, have a good night. Thank you very much. All right, no problem. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. again if you want. (laughs) So did you turn it back on? Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I know. There's nothing there, we're not funny. Yeah. (laughs) What can you do?